You're listening to The Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwall, United States Marine Corps, retired standing guard on the Wall of Freedom. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land, we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. The price for this freedom at times has been high, but we have never been unwilling to pay that price. Patriots got an awesome veteran here today. He was in the Air Force, which I'm proud that any person that stands up for America joins the military, because if you join the military, then you have a different perspective of this world, specifically of the United States and the freedoms that we fight for. And I want to welcome Jacob Raynon Fisher to this podcast. And he's going to tell us about his experience in researching militias and the states and how uh, this interaction happens through the beginning of time. When I say the beginning of time, I'm talking about the beginning of America and how we use militias to bring them forward into protecting the rights of quote Americans against the King of England, which was the tyrant. So thank you very much, Jacob, for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Gunny. So you have created an awesome document uh, that explains the constitutional rights of citizens, specifically uh, militias within a state and how we have a, a right not only to defend ourselves against criminals or people that want to take our property, those kind of things. We also have a right to defend ourselves against our own government. So, as well as opposing governments. Yep. So explain to us uh, how the Constitution and what you're talking about uh, makes us understand uh, what we as citizens should know specifically how it relates to the Constitution. Well, frankly, Gunny, to get into it, the short version is that militias were originally supposed to be the populace as a whole trained to military standards, armed to military standards, if they could afford to do so, and being able to support either their state or if called out by the president, called out to support the actual national military. The issue is that people have basically been, I guess you could say, essentially dumbed down and like coaxed into a uh, sense of false security to where there's a lot of laws here in the US, even just at like state levels to where there's laws that literally say you within this certain age range 
are a member of the militia. And there's actually some laws that state that if you don't show up when called out, that it's a misdemeanor or a felony, sure. something like that. And the issue is that, uh, like, for example, there's a Supreme Court ruling, U.S. v. Miller, where the Supreme Court ruled point blank that anything that is on the ordinary military equipment list can be shown to contribute to the common defense or can be shown to have some reasonable relationship to the preservation or efficiency of a well-regulated or, in modern terms, well-trained militia right. is covered by the Second Amendment. Sure. And the thing is, people don't even know about that. The ATF, I've talked with them before. They don't even know about that ruling. Mm. And it's like, you're in the NFA division, and this is part of constitutionality for the Second Amendment, but you don't know it exists? Right. It's all it's all part of uh, the government, the massive government uh, taking control of the country. That's really what this all revolves around. The majority of the elected officials and FBI, CIA, Department of Homeland Security, they believe in their heart and their processes that they have the power and the control of the American people. And that is not the truth. The truth is we have the ability to, through voting, through, you know, whatever means that are necessary to preserve our rights. That's what the constitution is. And because they have grown so big this is why they ignore the Constitution. They ignore uh, what the laws are, which is what you're telling us about. And so, you know, from a military standpoint, I fought for my country based upon the fact of that everybody, including the federal government, understood the constitutional rights. And now we're getting at a point where they are absolutely ignoring and throwing out based on political movements or whatever it is, this constitutional rights. But the states have the true rights of this country. Well, it's not only that, Gunny. There's also the issue that Basically, the federal government, to some degree, is afraid of the people, which, granted, they should be because they work for us. Therefore, you should do what essentially what we want you to do, not corporate government, well, not corporate entities, things like that. And I think that's one of the reasons that they've made it to where people are like getting dumbed down, essentially, with, oh, well, if it's a military looking rifle or if it's a military style rifle, then it co it's covered by the second amendment. You don't need anything more. It's like, no, that's not what that's about. Right. And then saying, Oh, well, well, no one needs this, that, and the other. I'm sorry. Do you know what I need? Are you living yep. my life for me? Yep. Like, Absolutely. uh, well, and some of the other issues is like I've had people say, oh, well, you need to obey the law because the law is the law. Fun thing is, that's not true. Uh, Gunny, I don't remember if I mentioned this to you before. Have you ever actually heard of the American jurisprudence? Yes. 
Yeah, it's a, well, for those that don't know, it's a series, and I mean like a long, I think they've got like 30 some odd volumes of books where it talks about U.S. legal uh, philosophy and theory. The 16th American Jurisprudence, so the 16th book in, uh, what is it? Let me double check. All right, so it's second edition, section 177, or late second edition, section 256, clearly outlines that unconstitutional official acts, like acts of Congress, things like that, they're null and void if they conflict with the Constitution. Right. Because unconstitutionality predates that act or that quote-unquote law being put into name and form of law because the older act, well, the older law being the Constitution itself or its amendments override it because you can't have a valid and a void law at the same time coexisting. They cancel each other out in one way or another. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the Constitution is not a federal government document. It's a we the people document. It's a country established by the founding fathers to give the rightful ability for the citizens to protect themselves against a rogue government. That's really what the Constitution is. So what we're looking at is we're looking at a federal government that don't care about this document, but at the same time, we're looking at states and citizens going, no, this is how we live. This is why we're free. And you are portraying a totalitarian tyrant idea against the Constitution. And that's why it makes it difficult for the states uh, today to even support the Constitution is because they're trying to eradicate it. Well, and that's another issue is like... uh being that the government is something of a velvet glove tyrant, I've had people, oh, well, you can't really think that. They're telling you how to live your life. Yes. Tyrants do that, not representatives. Representatives recommend or representatives say, hey, here's what is recommended. But even then, the representatives we have don't even represent us anymore. Because, I mean, uh, for example, you and I both know Tommy Tuberville. Yep. What's he more concerned about, like, in social media? He's not concerned about our rights. He's concerned about Title IX sports. Granted, that might be something that's close to his heart as an individual. But when I emailed him and said, hey, sir, I've got paperwork for a law that I'm wanting you to help me present, like, help back me up on, his response was basically for me to go take a hike. Right. So you're not representing me. Why are you in office? Yep. And, you know, that's that's kind of how politicians work. Is true. Uh, when You know, when you're dealing with uh, issues in your state and your life and, you know, feeling the suppression of not just the state, but the government, uh, the politicians always or going to figure out what's more important to them 
to climb the ladder of success yep. instead of remembering who actually put them in office. Well, there's also that, but then there's a few other things like uh, a lot of them tend to not like keep themselves apprised of laws. Like, you know how we were just talking about uh, like how the FBI raids people, things like that. The funny thing is by them doing like no knock raids, even just police doing no knock raids, that's a violation of the fourth amendment. And that also violates two different U.S. federal codes, sure, which are 18 U.S. Code subsections 241, conspiracy against rights, and 242, deprivation of rights under color of law. And people don't understand that the government doesn't want you to know these things, because then if you bring it to a lawyer afterwards and say, hey, I want these two things brought in as charges, too the government would basically house of cards collapse sure. because that, because those two laws can go after judges can go after Supreme court justices can go after the president, you name it, they can go after it. With it. Yep. Well, the issue is, is not enough people like you're talking about understand how this whole process works. And there's a legitimate reason behind that is because we just want to live our lives in peace, have our land, have our property, have our families, and supposedly put that side of what you're talking about into the legislative's responsibility to support us. But because they are not supporting us or or. I wouldn't say supporting us, it's representing us. Yeah. And understanding, you know, the majority of the people that are in, that are in their precinct or district or state, whatever it is. Uh, it's it's based upon the fact of what they ran on, how they got elected, what their promises were those kind of things so but they leave out what i call the vast majority of the citizens of the state because you have lobbyists you have people with big money in all all the different states and these are really the people that are getting and or connecting with this these legislators especially at a national level yeah. and that's unfortunate because, uh, again, you know, it's based on education. When we went through school, uh, we wasn't taught anything about how this process, this political process works in America. I, and he, even I, I mean, I was, I went to school back in the seventies and the same thing. I, I don't know anything about what you're talking about. Well, and that's the thing is like, uh, in the, I think it was the 60s, they got rid of like civics classes. And I think that, I honestly think that was because they were trying to sit there and say, hmm, these people know how the government works. These people are knowing laws and stuff. And uh, that might not go good for us. Because like uh, one of the examples for me is under uh, that same part of the American jurisprudence. This is from, if you don't mind, I'll actually read something from the commentator 
section. Sure. And this is by a man named John Rowland. I don't know if his full name's Jonathan Rowland, but it says J-O-N. It says, quote, strictly speaking, an unconstitutional statute is not a law and should not be called a law, even if it is sustained by a court for a finding that a statute or other official act is constitutional does not make it so or confer any authority on anyone to enforce it. It later goes to say that all citizens are legal, sorry, and legal residents of the United States by their presence on the territory of the United States are subject to the militia duty, the duty of the social compact that creates the society, which requires that each, alone and in concert with others, not only obey the Constitution and constitutional official acts, but help enforce them, if necessary, at the risk of one's own life. Yep. And it's like, oh, that's why you don't want us to know this stuff, because that means that Quite literally, everyone in the United States from 18 until dead is not only in the militia, but have what are known as the militia's duty, which it goes into. The gentleman continues, any unconstitutional act of an official will at least be a violation of the oath of that official to execute the duties of their office and therefore grounds for their removal from office. No official immunity or privileges of rank or position survive the commission of unlawful acts. If it violates the rights of individuals, it also is likely to be a crime, and the militia duty obligates anyone aware of such a violation to investigate it, gather evidence for prosecution, make an arrest, and if necessary, seek an indictment from a grand jury, and if one is obtained, prosecute the offender in a court of law. So again, going back to why they don't want us to know this stuff and how it's a house of cards, just by that commentator's information, if we all, like literally all of the United States, started looking at our representatives and our senators and everybody else in the government that supposedly supports and represents and protects and serves and all this other stuff that they like to say when it's time for election season, if we started digging into them and quite frankly putting the screws to them on oh so you're doing illegal stuff or unconstitutional stuff and getting up their backsides about it they wouldn't have anywhere to hide nope i and that's absolutely not, agree with that i do and that's not even including you know atf atf can come to you at gunpoint and say that you've got an illegal this that and the other well that's not a law like nope. the gun control act of 1968 the national firearms act of 1934 those are unconstitutional especially if you look at like first amendment cases uh because frankly speaking the government has well the supreme court has clearly stated that the equality of rights is spread evenly and there's uh let's see murdoch v pennsylvania which states that the government cannot put a license onto a right because it demeans that right then to a privilege. So if that if that's what they say about the First Amendment, then why do we have gun licenses, permits, tax stamps, and all this other stuff? Granted, I get getting training, but we're supposed to have that standard anyways because well, that's what literally... 
Yep. We go, we go back to St. Louis. Remember that couple in St. Louis? Yep. You had the BLMs. You know, they had a legal right to do what they did. They didn't Especially, shoot it. They didn't shoot anybody, which they legally could have. Yeah. Because they were on their a, property. But well, and that's another thing is they actually based on the information that I've got, at least they actually saw them in the commission of a crime because the people that were in their community quite literally broke down a private, like it was marked and signed as private, no trespassing. They broke in, which therefore means that it's a safety risk to themselves and everybody else in their community. Yeah. Granted, yeah, communities are kind of snobby if you ask me, but it's one of those it was a legit crime. You literally just watched people break in and trespass while also damaging private property. Yep. But it goes back to what I'm talking about, you know, electing people appropriately because the DA that was in charge of that case is off in left field. You know, she has no freaking clue what the constitution is. And, you know, the thing about it is there's not enough of us standing up with the knowledge that is necessary to fight, you know, even at a state level, yep. the constitutional rights that we have. Well, and there's groups that, and I hate to rag on the NRA and others like them, but those groups, frankly speaking, because I've tried getting in contact with them for over a year now, I've literally tried the NRA, the GCA, or yeah, NRA, the, uh, FPC guns, Firearms Policy yeah. Coalition, the National Association for Gun Rights, Guns of America, or Gun Owners of America, you name them, I've been in contact or at least tried to be in contact with them and said, hey, so I've got something that will do a one hit knockout to the federal government and force the states to follow. And they basically were like, oh, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, deal with somebody else yep. because they don't want that. Sorry, I got a scam call coming in. But that's the thing is they don't want that because, and I've had friends, oh, well, you really think if they had an open and shut case like that, they'd turn it down? Yeah, because they'd be out of a freaking job. So they how, how do we how do we get this information? You know, how do we well, inject it into the American populace to understand well, what their constitutional rights are? That's, that's what that's I've been really the big question, right? Yeah. And that's the thing is, that's what I've been working on. Like I've been trying to disseminate this info. And the issue is that nobody really wants to hear it because then that means that they would actually have to not only them, like I've actually contacted other podcasters besides yourself saying, Hey, you say you support gun rights. I've got tons of info that I want to pass to you. And they'll never talk to me because they want to sit there and act like, Oh, it, everything is so bad. It wouldn't be bad if we fought back in the court system. Right. Yep, I agree with that. And Absolutely that's, agree with that. And, and that's the biggest issue, in my opinion, is people are basically saying, oh, boo-hoo, is us, stuff is so bad. But then when you've got a hard charger that says, hey, I got info, let's move forward. Nah. Come on, which is it? Yep. It's just, you know, it's Americans standing up like you, like you're doing and continually 
you know, trying to reach out to these quote government agencies and or people, you know, like the NRA and all these other people that are supposed to be supporting us. Uh, there's, there's this fine line when you have these major organizations that, you know, they have to walk. And unfortunately, it is what it is. They have to be careful, uh, you know, with the lobbying laws, all that kind of stuff. And to me, it, it doesn't allow the citizens like yourself to be able to present to organizations uh, and get some kind of response or action based upon the liberties of an American citizen. Well, and that's the issue. Like when I was contacting GOA, FBC, you name them, I was saying, look, I'm willing to take this as a Supreme Court case up to fighting the ATF on the national right. level. Because everybody's like, oh, we'll start at the state level. Why? If we've got a one-hit knockout, why sit there and piddle around with like quick little jabs at them when we don't need yeah. to? Oh, well, well, it costs a lot of money. Well, if you all actually cared and threw money in and threw your weight in that you supposedly want to but can't. Well, this is you know? this goes back to what you're talking about. The only way you can do something on a national level is you have to have the national state representatives collectively acknowledge that, that that's what they're, you know, put it in their little portfolio as something they want to do when they're up there in a the swamp. And this is what we're facing. And that's the issue is none of them want to do it because they know that if they do it, then they've got no real way to stop us. That's Because, I mean, think of... I mean, think about it from their perspective. If we got just the same as the U.S. government's infantry and security forces or Air Force, like anything that security forces, MPs, infantry guys, you name it, if we had all the same stuff as them and they started screwing around, they wouldn't be safe. Yep. I mean, that's not a threat or anything, but it's one of those those private security guards and all that secret service and all that. Yeah, no, you wouldn't be able to sit there and rely on that because they'd probably be like, mm, you're doing what to the people in your constituency? Yeah, no, uh, bye, we're out. Yeah, that's just kind of like how it works. So, well, we're, I mean, time flies and we're getting towards the end of the, the podcast. So yeah, my sorry. question to you, that's fine. My question to you is, what, what are your final words? How can people on this podcast research where do they need to go to understand what your, what your actions are? Uh, honestly, I hadn't really set anything up yet because I had tried setting up like a GoFundMe for the legal case, but GoFundMe probably won't allow that to exist. So I took that down. But the biggest things for me would be look up the case law because I know you've got references on the podcast. Right. So look at that stuff and just yep. dig in, like look into your state laws, look into your state constitution, look into all that stuff and start pestering people. 
I hate to pester people personally, but it's one of those, we have to, we have to on this because uh, like, even with the ATF's most recent stuff, did you see what they're doing to uh, forced reset triggers from rare breed? Mm. They've officially declared them machine guns by twisting and completely changing the definition of a machine gun, trying to say now that it's one single continuous pull of the trigger no the actual definition in the law says single function of the trigger right and they've been rating like they've been rating manufacturers over it at gunpoint and it's like so you've gone rogue well no we're going after machine guns no you're not you've gone rogue yep but nobody wants to screw with it because oh well they're going to come after us with guns did we forget what tyrants do? Yep. Absolutely. And the issue, and the issue, one of the other issues is that like uh the government as well as like Hollywood have demonized the phrase six semper tyrannis. Do you know what it means, Gunny? I do, absolutely. For tyrants. It means, go ahead. It means thus always to tyrants or forever yep. to tyrants. Yep. And as an example of where that phrase got used, the Virginia state flag. Do you know yeah, what that exactly? One, yep. That's, you know what what that fixed, one shows? that's what I was fixing to say. The Virginia state flag says that on the flag. <laughs> and the issue is that what people don't realize, do you know who the two figures are in the Virginia state flag? The figure that is standing with a shield and spear at the neck of the opponent, that's liberty. The one that's on the ground with a spear to their throat is, yep. is the tyrant. tyrant. Yeah, absolutely. But people don't understand that because, oh, well, John Wilkes Booth said it. Yeah, because he considered Lincoln a tyrant. Yeah. I mean, granted, Booth's, yeah, John Wilkes Booth might have been wrong. But as far as he was concerned, having someone from a, from a separate government at that time telling the people of the, con- people of the Confederacy what they could and couldn't do. That's I mean, tyrant. that's... That's yeah. understandable. Yep. So the point I mean, is, his actions, his actions went too far. But at the same time, the guy saw an opportunity that he thought was justified. Yep. And it's the same thing is, you know, we're we're in a a battle, and and I I want to believe this. We're actually in a world battle of good and evil, and and the things that are happening in America is all part of this new world order, global conceptual idea. And Americans are losing their patriotism. They're losing their understanding that we're free people. And the fight that we're fighting is not like it was in World War II or all these other countries that we you know, invaded or became part of. It's a ideology type of fighting. But the good news is the Constitution and what the founding fathers did for this country is solid in any type of those fights. Whether you know, we're dealing with weapons, whether we're dealing with war, uh, words or con- cultural stuff, we have a choice as Americans. We continue to be Americans or we fall into the realm of tyranny. And if that happens, overall, uh, there's not a weapon on the face of the planet that's going to change it. 
Well, and that's one of the other issues that I can see, Gunny, because it's one of those, like, I wouldn't say that we've lost our patriotism. I would say we've more or less lost our individualism, that individualism, if I stop biting my tongue, and our fire. Yeah. Because no joke, if you even look to, for example, my grandparents, probably your parents, they wouldn't have put up with this. Absolutely. And we're not either. This is the good news. Yeah. And, that, and that's the thing we're is they're doing what they they would have done in the same situation. And that's one of the issues is that people think, oh, well, the old things need to be put away. Granted, some things do like bad habits, but it's one of those freedom, not, not being freedom. able to. <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely and, that, and that's not. the thing is some people think, oh, well, some freedoms need to be curtailed. No, they don't. Nope. I mean, if it causes actual harm then yeah but that's already covered in the law because it's doing harm but people think oh well no one needs again who who is someone else to tell me what i need or what you need or what anyone else out there needs are they going to tell me next that i don't need water air and other things (laughs) yeah absolutely well jacob uh absolutely appreciate you being on the podcast um thank you so much for your service to america and especially your research and going through the process of understanding what the truth is and hopefully uh you can succeed you can punch in somewhere to be able to get this cause that you're talking about to to resonate with somebody that says okay uh, the government is massively out of control and this needs to go to Supreme court so that we as people can continue to defend, defend ourselves and stop all of this, what I call infringement of our rights as human beings to just come to your house and take your property or, you know, whatever it is. Uh, it's just absolutely incredible how this country has changed. Yeah, and I appreciate being on, Gunny, and I'll happily come back if you ever have an open. Oh, absolutely. So have a great evening, and we will be talking with you later. Good to go, Gunny. I want to thank Jacob for coming on the show tonight because he's a patriot in the field, He understands, he gets that the government overreach is tremendous. And we have constitutional rights. He's trying to stand up to get people to identify those constitutional rights. And I'm behind him 100%. We may not all agree on how to do this, but the Constitution we can all agree on and work to solve the problems of America using the Constitution. How do you do that? Convention of States. Go to conventionofstates.com. Learn about the movement. Learn about the massive millions of people that are standing up for America through the Convention of States. We have passed 19 states have passed a resolution through their House, through their Senate, to call a convention where the government is not even invited. Only states can get there 
and we can amend the Constitution to hold the government responsible for the loopholes that are in the Constitution, like balanced budget, term limits, and the size of the government needs to be redefined so we can reduce the power of this government on its people thinking like a tyranny and King George in England in 1776. So the fight is just like we did in 1776. But the difference is we don't need to use guns and muskets and whatever. We need to use reason, logic, vote the right people, local, state, and federal, to reestablish the Constitution in this country. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Please share it far and wide. This is The Gunny, out.